point where, like, you know, that you have some, some people of color, which I, I had that like, debate earlier today with this uh, girl. She's kind of young. And I used to work with her some years, years ago. And she went to the, you know, the, we call it, like, the anime and the cosplay. And she's, she's different. And in other society, she would be different. She wouldn't be, like, your typical black girl or however you, because, you know, it, it, it's a stereotype. And, like, you know, when you say that, you have an image that pops in your head. Okay. So she's not, she doesn't fit that, that, that stereotype, you know. I had a girl, and she was like, okay, um, they're taking the, the thing off of Aunt Jemima, they're going too far, and they're probably going to do all the things next. And, like, all of that shit was built on the back of slavery. Nobody's saying to get rid of it. And she was like, well, you shouldn't be trying to get rid of history. Nobody's trying to get rid of history. We're trying to get people to acknowledge their history and to acknowledge that your ancestors, people that came before you, my grandfather was born in the 30s. Mm-hmm. So that's almost, almost 100 years ago. Yeah. Almost, it's, it's, it's not that long. Uh, but my point was, it's not that long ago. It's not, it's not that long ago. Trying to make it out to be. Right. right. And he lived through all of these times. And, he, you know, he he has his story. And there's stories that make you sick. And it's the same thing that we're living through now. It's a different time. We're in a different, we may have why should a public building display the pictures or the statues of someone who was a tyrant in the history of a group of people in that country? That's the way you have to think of it. That would be like if you went to Germany and Germany had statues and pictures of Hitler all over the place, or you went to Russia and they had Stalin all over the place, you would be like, what? What? You can't take away the fact that, that Hitler's a part of Germany's history. You can't take that away. But you wouldn't look to see statues of Hitler all over the place now. Come on. somewhere and everything you're taught is okay um the purple is a good color the orange is a bad color and everywhere you go and you see purple representing things that are great and fun and loving and the orange representing things that are bad and disgusting or whatever right simply changing those colors simply saying okay you know what the purple isn't good and the orange isn't bad they're just colors and simply rearranging that changes everything 
the problem with racism, the reason why you have to get you, even those little things that you change make a big difference is when you ch take down those statues, take down those pictures, take uh, stuff out of the history books, you grow a generation of people that have a different perspective. Exactly. And it's like, okay, like I said, I could walk out my house and be killed. I could walk out, I could walk, I could be sitting in my garage and the police could pull up straight down into my garage. I may not have been doing anything. You know how many times I've been pulled over? I've been pulled over probably four times this year. Scared the shit. Scared as shit. Every time I've gotten pulled over. Pulled over for what? Speeding. They said my plates were expired. Uh, some of it, mostly speeding. And it's like, the way it is here, you could be going one speed and then, you know, down the road, speed limit drops 20 miles. I've seen that, yeah. All you gotta do is miss one sign and you're going, like you said, even 10 miles over the speed limit is easy to go. Speed drops from right. 45 to 35 in a minute. Right. And, but each time I was pulled over, you know, I'm, I'm and two, I'm, I have a reason not to be. So, but I'm not going to argue with somebody who has my life in their hands. But we shouldn't feel that way. Exactly. Right. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, uh, and I, I've, I've said it several times. You can only educate somebody who's willing to learn. You can't educate someone who's being willfully ignorant. And that's a lot of what I, a lot of, a lot, a lot of what I've come across um, in the last couple of weeks or whatever. Because I'm very vocal. I'm very pro-black. I'm very pro 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 life, pro, pro hope, pro whatever. Whatever makes you happy, you do it. But there shouldn't be a reason. It should be no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a reason why people are being killed at the rate that they're being killed at. shouldn't be a reason that when these people are killed, the first thing that brought into the light is their past or whatever, because you're not talking about what happened 10 years ago. You're talking about what happened that day when they were murdered, period. That's it. That, that should be the end of, end, end of discussion. It shouldn't be, well, he had a, he, I don't know, he had a DUI and he thought he was violent, blah, 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 right, whatever right. makes you say when there's, there's, there's people, and I lived here when it, five years ago today, the church in Charleston, South Carolina got shot up. The white boy walked into the church, shot nine black people in a church. Yeah. They walked him out, yeah. put him in a bulletproof vest, and, and gave dogs Burger King. Yeah. I lived, <laughs> You're yeah. telling me you can control him, but yeah. you can't control somebody who's in a parked car? Who has no gun? Who doesn't, who doesn't have anything? Somebody who's unarmed. That means that you are afraid. That means that you are you should not be in that position that you're in. You should not have that power. It's been only taking three months for you to get through police academy training. You don't even know the law fully. Let me ask you a question though. Is it fair? But is it fair or is it intolerance? We don't know. To be real, we will never know. You will never know anyone's true intention. You will never know what is in somebody's heart. You can only go based off of what you're told. But with the police, there's a repeated pattern. That is why things are the way they are today. We have it. Exactly. And it's like, who wakes up on, I don't know, a Tuesday morning and like, hmm, I think I'm going to go harass the police today. Like, no, nobody want to deal with the police if they don't have, nobody's doing anything out of the regular to attract additional attention from the police unless, unless you were already a target. And yeah, at that point, it, it goes from... Tell me a little bit about what you think about what's going on with the whole Black Lives Matter movement. What do you think that means right now, especially from an LGBTQ perspective? From, from the conversations that I've had with other people, um, I've explained to them in the best way that I could, Black Lives Matter is not saying that no one else matters. It's simply stating that we are heard, but we're not seen. Uh, like I said, Black Lives Matter, the movement isn't 
taking away from anybody. It's not. It's not causing harm to anyone. It's not. It, it's. It's saying that we we're, we may be heard or we may be seen, but no one is acknowledging anything that we're saying mm-hmm. or that we're showing. Mm-hmm. So once you take it to you take it to the next step. Okay, cool. Like you know, um, you go from being active about it, speaking out about things that bother things. Speaking out about things that are damaging to the community, um, to the next step is to maybe do a, pro- a peaceful protest. Like here, they did a peaceful protest probably two weeks ago, and all of it was for uh, all of it was for uh, uh, we call it for, for the police department to look good. The news got pictures of the officers, some officers dealing with some of the protesters. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, 15 minutes later, they had the National Guard try to redirect these protesters. They arrested people. They they pepper sprayed people. They, like, you know, they, they physically harmed these people who were there to be peaceful. Wow. So it, 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 it goes from protect and serve. Who are you protecting and who are you serving? Because it's not us. And that's the whole reason behind the, the, behind the movement. Wow. You're, you, you're going from one extreme to, you know, you got National Guard officers telling you that if you're not, if you guys don't clear the areas, they gave them probably 45 minutes. Like, I had some friends that were out there that were on live. They gave them maybe 45 minutes. Right. And and they were under a um, under orders to be cleared of the area mm-hmm. within ten. Wow! You're talking about over three hundred people. Three hundred people that were supposed to be out there for a peaceful protest. It started off that way. Yeah, it, all of it was for optics. They were all out there just for a show. Wow! And it, it's like, how can you trust? Now you're telling us you want us to trust you, but nobody's nobody's committing any crime. Nobody's harming anybody. They're holding up signs and chanting, telling you that we don't matter. You don't care about us until something like George Floyd happens. Until something like Deanna Taylor happens. You throw it in the media for a week or two, and then it's, it's buried. Right, like, you know, there's right. names that are still ringing throughout the years. Trayvon Martin, it's Tamir Rice. Like, you, you have names that are still ringing, but they've been buried. Right. They're reopening cases because because at this point it's like okay, uh, it, it doesn't help that the president is it, he may be he may or may not be fueling the fire. Okay, you're you're you're, you're not you're not bringing people together. You're dividing them, and then you're 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 wondering why people are upset. And mind you, I I may not agree with the looting and the destroying of buildings, but at the same time, I completely understand. Burn us to the ground if that's what you feel like you gotta do. At the end of the day, we had thriving communities, we had thriving buildings. You know, mm-hmm. people were farming, people were people were successful within their communities, right? And they came through and they burnt them all down mm-hmm. because because we did something without them. Because this is something that was exclusive to us, like that they felt like was exclusive to us that we didn't deserve it. Wow. And like these are these are historic. Like once you really learn. Your history, learning your black history, then you, you, you know, you, you start to open your eyes and you start to understand that from day one, the system was never built for us. Yeah, you may, your slavery ended, okay, cool, but you've never been free. We're not free today. You may be able to walk around and, you know, go to, go to the mall or go to the club or kick it on the beach and hang out with, you know, a couple, a handful of white people. I mean, you're going to get stared at. You're going to get those looks like, ooh, what y'all doing? But when it comes down to it, when you're hanging with those same people, 
you're going to be the only one that's arrested while they're the ones that are walking free and going home to their family. You might not even make it back. Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and it's like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anti-anybody. I, I, I can care less what people do. The goal isn't anti anyway, but the goal is not to be superior to anyone. The goal is not to be anti. The goal is to say we are all human beings. We're all equal. We all deserve to be treated the same way. Because a hoodie is a thugging type, but white kids wear hoodies too. Yeah. You can't have your right. hair locked. That's considered to be, you know, yeah. So yeah. It's too, it's too much. It's too much. Man, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I haven't. I, I, I got some, you know, health issues, so I didn't want to participate in the protest. But if I could have, I would. I'm gonna be out just in order to keep my eyes in the house, and I'm actually following in this time. Like I said, if I could have, I would have been right out there with him. Like, you 
to their parents, their grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever, to be like, you you are wrong. What you're saying about those people is wrong. And the fact that you view, you know, black people in such a negative light says a lot about you. And if that means that I don't have to be associated with you, I won't be because I don't believe it. It, it goes, it goes, that goes deeper than a, an opinion. Mm-hmm. That you're looking, you're, you are looking at people of color and you're looking for them to do something so that you can be like, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. That's exactly what it is. That's all that it is. You're going out of your way to have that stigma attached to a group of people that are different from you. And, you know, it's, it's not right. It's you can't not right. Everybody. I think everybody's feeling tired. I think everybody is... It's just tired. I don't think there's a person right now alive who's not feeling that. Like, when is enough enough? It's not every white person. It's not every cop. No, it's not. But see, listen, that's like with, with, with George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. There are four officers around, four, three, four officers standing around him while an officer was on his on that man's back. Somebody could have pushed him off. Somebody could have did something. Yes. Even with, I think it was that, Fort Lauderdale, when one of the, 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 the girls, it was a girl, and the officer, he, like, pushed her or something like it was Miami. Oh, that was so horrible. That was Miami. That was hard to watch. Yeah, but, but, but still, like, even, even no matter what your job is, no matter who you are, if you see somebody doing something wrong that you can prevent or that you can, you know, you can you can prevent somebody from dying, why why are you pulling your gun out and this is a traffic stop? Yeah. You asked me if I'm armed, I told you no. Why do you have your hand on your pistol? You, are you saying that this, wait, 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 hold on one second, hold on. Are you saying that this happened to you personally or are you saying that this happened, happened to me twice and it was a, it, it's not just one officer it's, I'm, I'm listen I'm five to eight and a half and maybe 150 pounds what threat do I pose to you what am I going to do to you if you ask me if I had a weapon and I told you no but you also asked me to give you my license and registration which is probably in my glove box well now I mean I, I don't what? even know where you can keep it Oh no, I keep mine on my um my surveys. Yeah, I keep it I keep it in plain sight, but you can't say I made a move or I did something or if you're not about to light me up. But it shouldn't be that way though. We shouldn't feel that we shouldn't have to feel that anxiety when a car pulls us over. Well, it's like, if you do something like that, you gotta be like, if something happens to me under police custody or on a traffic stop or whatever may happen, post it. Post it and show, show the world what happened because mm-hmm. it's my word against him. And if I'm not here to speak up for myself, then, you know, you're throwing dirt on my character. You're already throwing dirt on my body, mm-hmm. but now you're throwing dirt on my character and who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for a traffic stop to go left for an officer who is afraid. You, 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 Okay, I did break the law. Cool. 
I'm saying that I acknowledge that. I'll tell you if I did it or not. Wow. But at the same time, it's it's it, it was just it was, it was too much. It was that was a very very overwhelming day for me. That had to have been a very traumatic experience. That's trauma. Things like that lead to trauma in your body. I hope that you I hope you talk to someone about that. That you were able to get out whatever feelings you had around that, and then not just trap those feelings. Whether it was anger, sadness, frustration, whatever your feelings were. Listen, I've had a lot of traumatic experiences with the police, and I've had a lot of traumatic experiences throughout my life. The unit that we're in right now is dealing with racism and segregation, um, uh, racism and discrimination. Okay, so there was a lady, she posted a discussion board, like on a discussion board, she got answered a question, and she was like, well, I don't discuss race, and we, if anybody brings it up around me, I just walk away. She's a white and lady, like, right? why are you afraid? She's yeah, a white lady, lady. yeah. A white lady. Yeah. Hey, it's... But it's, it's to the point, like, why are you afraid to have this discussion? It's, it's, it's a discussion see, that needs to be had. don't want to see it through someone else's eyes. You don't want to hear the experiment, the, the experiences of people who are different, physically, who look physically different than you. You don't want to acknowledge what, you know, your peers have done to continue, continuously traumatize people today. So, like, what, what, what is the real issue here? The issue is not race. The issue is you. If you don't want to talk about it. Wow. Because that's something that's unavoidable. It's something that's unavoidable. And there's no way you're going to tell me that you're going to walk into Walmart and, and it's going to be everybody in that white that's going to be, you know, bringing you up and stocking your shelves. A percentage of those people are going to be black that you're going to have to face. You're going to have to face it one day. Like but if you try people, to yeah. internalize it, it's something that you're going to have to face one day. And, it, and for a lot of people, that day is now. And that's why, you know, a lot of people are upset about the Confederate flag and all of that. Uh, I live in South Carolina. You know how many places? Like, I, there's so many places I refuse to go into because it just gives me slave vibes. I feel like if I walk into this place, I'm not walking right now. Wow. In, <laughs> 20, in 2020, we shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> no, you should not. It's, I'm telling you another story. There's a restaurant probably 30, 45 minutes away from where I live at. The man, the restaurants have passed down through his family, the older, older white man. Um, he had an autistic black man chained up in the basement of the building. Say, what did you say? The dude was, he had he had a black man chained up in his building. Why? He was his slave. Say what? This is 2018. He went to jail. He's in prison. The guy's in prison. But his the, the real the real kicker is his business is still open. It's still ran by his family. And people are still going there, of course. And people still support it. People still go there. He had a black man chained up in his basement as his slave. The, the man worked from, I think they opened at like 6 in the morning. He worked from like 5, 5.30 in the morning till they closed. I think it was uh, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. And it may have been, it may have been later than that because that's usually a dinner rush um, between like 5 and 7. But the man, like with the man's family, the, the man that was challenged against his will, his family had been looking for him for years. They filed a missing persons report and all. And he lived there. He grabbed this person yeah. and he turned this person into his slave. He didn't grab him. He hired him. And he just never 
never let him leave. Okay, but if he hired him, why didn't his family go there and ask and check out and be like, so his family just thought he went missing and had nothing to do with his employer? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, they oh, went to wow. the restaurant looking for him. Man said he hadn't seen him, didn't know anything. He had been to work and he had left, uh, but he was autistic. 14, 16 hours yes. a day. And of course, he's yes. not getting paid because he's considered to be missing. I, I don't even think they were paying him. No, I how can they, they be were, paying him? How can they be paying him? Because how would he, if he's not able to go nowhere and they weren't paying yeah. him? Yeah, the man, the, the owner is in prison, and his family still runs the business like it's a regular day. And like I said, this is a very frustrating time for a lot of people right now. And I have a paper due on Monday, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around what I'm supposed to be writing about. It's supposed to be an, 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 an analytical paper on a piece of literature that was written by a slave, a former slave. And we had to do a discussion board, and we have our paper. to a black woman and he has his of course they have two kids they're mixed you know so i'm sure that a lot of people that are married to to african-american or brown people um that have intelligent conversations in their house i'm sure that they are aware of some of the issues so i'm sure he's you know he's been aware of some of the things that that his wife and maybe even now his children are experiencing because his children, uh, you know, mixed kids can come looking. Sometimes they look very white. Sometimes they look dark. His kids look, um, you can tell they're mixed, but, you know, they're more on the darker side. Right. Too much. It's too, too much, too much that, you know, we just have to deal with. And too many things that we're just supposed to be okay with because they said that we're supposed to be okay with. And that's not the case anymore. Like, yes. You got people that are real life upset. Like, probably, I'm mad, but there's people that are madder than me. And the fact that, you know, things, when things get attention, that it's looked at as, oh, y'all are sensitive, you do this, you that. That's not even a fair statement to make. Given, given, if, if you really want to play, if you really want to bring history into it, that's not a fair statement to make. Because if, right. you look, if you're looking at history, you torture us for the majority of our lives. Right. I mean, it's 2020. We're talking about 460 years. I mean, we're not we're not talking about five years or two years or three years. We're talking about 460 years. Slavery, oppression, or... 100 years ain't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Because my grandfather is still living. Mm-hmm. That man said he turned 85 on Christmas this year. Right. He's still very much alive and kicking. 100 years is not that long ago. 
It's not that long ago. As long ago as people are trying to make it seem. Not that long ago that there was um that black people had to sit at the back of the bus or give up their seats. If you're like 65, 60, then that was in your lifetime. That's not long ago. That was just a minute ago. Yeah, it was. There was just a minute ago that you couldn't sit to a lunch counter. You had to stand outside and order your food outside. You couldn't sit to the lunch. Most of our grandparents or uh, parents, depending on how old your parents are, we all can remember that. So you're right. I mean, and we're not talking about... Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like you already got, we already got three strikes against us, black, gay, and women. Thank you. So let's talk about that. So black, gay, black, queer, and a woman. Or should should I say black mm-hmm. woman or woman, black, queer, whatever, whichever way you want us to talk about it. So however you, however you put it, you're still taking it out. <laughs> It is a heavy burden to carry. You know, women are women are already discriminated in so many areas. Women are already thought of to be less than men in so many areas. Blacks are thought of to be less than than whites. Blacks are treated a certain way. Gays are thought of in some environments to even be sick, to be considered to not even be something's mentally wrong with them. On and on and on. Like you said, so how do you deal with it if you're black, a woman, and queer? How do you deal with that? I mean, the best thing that you can do is be active within those communities. I mean, um, some some people do have their harder, a lot harder than others. Um, but I think it's more of coming to an understanding. Um, like I've been saying, um, of understanding that everyone's experiences are different. Um, that, you know, even with all of the hate that's in the world, you can't take things personal, per se, uh, because a lot of the times it's internalized from whoever it's coming from. It may just be somebody who's in a closet and upset that you're able to live your truth. Now, that's the truth. On the queer part, that is the truth. Of the people that hate gays the most... Most of the times, their hate is because they're really looking at themselves and they can't live their real true self. There, that is the truth. Yeah, as women, I mean, at the end of the day, black women are always looked at as the biggest threat in the world next to a black man. Uh, more so for the, the mental strength, um, the soft shit, some even physical strength. But just the thing that you're able to endure, as far as you know, children and. To be able to withstand the abuse and all the trauma that you may have dealt with throughout your lifetime, no matter what, you're always going to be looked at in a certain type of life. Um, it's very hard to have that stigma removed, but uh, I feel like all you really can do is just live your life. Can't really focus on if people, if people, what people are thinking about you, because at the end of the day, if you're not discriminated because of your Isn't it time for all of that to change? Because when I think of Black Lives Matter, me personally, I don't even really see it as a black mission as I see it like all of the hate, all of the discrimination, all of this like it all needs to change like it doesn't it doesn't make the world a better place if it's just okay all right now we're gonna accept black lives matter but we're still going to demonize muslims or we're still gonna demonize um gays or we're still gonna demonize um trans or we're still gonna demonize i mean 
all we're doing is setting ourselves up for another 10 years then the trans have to rise up then 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 the, i mean isn't it time to put all Everybody. the hand on the table and get it all uh -huh. let's get it all out the way one time and let's get to true equality that will make sense but again everybody's not going to be accepting to because even now like you know i'm on twitter a lot even now scrolling through you know my twitter feed or whatever you'll see some some, some black queer folks posting things saying like you know we need unity and then you'll hear, hear from someone who is maybe heterosexual usually a male saying See, this is why we can't have shit because y'all always make it about I saw that too. I saw, actually, I saw that. I saw that on Instagram. I saw someone posting about trans life matter. And I saw quite a few males, black males saying, this ain't the time for that. You guys need to pipe down. We're trying to accomplish. And they don't get it. They don't get that. Or, I mean, you can't say black lives matter, but leave out a certain group. But I, I have seen right, that myself. At that point, you're just as bad as the people that were fighting against. You're worse. You're worse because you know why you're worse? Because the person who says black lives don't matter is just looking at all the black lives and lumping them in together and they don't bet no no better. You turning against you and your own house turning against your own people saying you don't matter. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't know did you know that in New York in New York this past weekend they had a um they had a march just for trans life matter for that same reason? Did you know that? They had a huge march. Yeah, they did. This weekend no, passed. I, I didn't hear about that. That's, that's great. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's sad that we need to have a separate march for... It, it's sad that, that we would even need to do that. You know, we... I mean, I feel like... The community itself, although it shouldn't be separated, um, you still have to stand up for yourself. You still have to stand up for your rights. You still, you know, you still have to be vocal about the things that you believe in. And regardless of who you sleep with at night or who, whatever you do in your personal, that's that's the thing about racism. That's the thing about homophobia. That's the thing about xenophobia that I don't understand. Why do you care so much about what someone else is doing behind closed doors? Because we already spoke to a lot of that. A lot of that is these people have issues no, within I, themselves, you know? But I, 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 understand, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, why, why is that such a pressing matter when there's other things going on in the world? Like, why? At the end of the day, the LGBTQ plus community has to be one in order for, you know, we have to have more unity within ourselves before we can even go to somebody else and be like, um, well, we want to matter too. We want to, we want this, we want that. Because the same way that they look at black people, they'll be like, well, y'all black, y'all kill each other. Do you think black on black crime? Again, you talking numbers. Of mm -hmm. course, it's going to seem like it's more than what it really is because it's a smaller percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. It would be the same thing with the, the, the LGBT community. Like, you, we would still have to unite. People would have to stop beefing or whatever may be the case. You have to stop your hating on each other. Stop, stop, you know, stop downing each other. Stop, like, all of that has to stop. Mm -hmm. And and everybody would have to come together as one in order to really, and I think that's what, that's why this has the, the Black Lives Matter thing has so many people wrapped up because everybody semi came together. Imagine if everybody came together all the way, what would be accomplished? Because these businesses think that they're losing money, which they are. Um, these jobs, these people are being fired because of their, yes, they're your personal beliefs, but they don't align with that contract that you signed when you got hired. Mm -hmm. um, these nurses and doctors that look down on black people, brown people, whatever, you know, they're being reprimanded. Things are 
slowly but surely changing. You know, uh, Juneteenth is being acknowledged as a, a paid holiday in mm-hmm. some companies, mm-hmm. in some cities. You know, those are small accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So imagine what you could get accomplished if everybody stuck together. Mm-hmm. And people are so worried about, oh, well, I can't eat a Chick-fil-A no more, man. That's a, First of all, Chick-fil-A ain't even that good. But the fact that you donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to these anti-LGBT uh, organizations, now you want me to come buy all that ass chicken? Mm. You, you, got, you know, or who is it, Ta- uh, Taco Bell, Wendy's, one of the mother's restaurants. It's like, y'all food's not even that good for me to go out of my way to be like... Mm. Like, imagine if everybody came together and instead of us spending our money on labels, you know, uh, uh, spending, spending the money on the Tommy Hilfiger and the, the, the Timberlands and, and, and um, whoever else, the, the, those, those expensive ass labels. Imagine if we took our money and we put it back into our community and we supported each other. It would be Black Wall Street all over again. Imagine that. They wouldn't be able to tell you. They won't be able to tell you that. They can't tell you that you can't be somewhere. Imagine that, right? Right. And it's the same thing with the LGBTQ community. Imagine if we all came together and we were all on one accord. And we all were saying the same thing. Instead of, you know, this group is saying this. That group is saying that. That person, hold on. That, that's the person that I agree with because they agree with my vision. They agree with what I see that you, you all are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if all, you, you always going to have somebody that's going against the grain, and that's cool. You can believe in what you want to believe in. Mm-hmm. But especially for people with platforms, you have to be careful because you're putting out, you're, you're, giving, you're, fueling, you're, you're also fueling the fire. You're giving these people ammo to shoot back at us. Right. And regardless of if it's something something small or whatever may be the case, like, you know, a lot of rappers are being canceled, a lot of uh, social media influencers, influencers are being canceled singers, models, everybody's being canceled right now because everybody's looking at it like, oh shit, y'all ain't even trying to be for us, y'all, y'all ain't got, you got in a position, you straight now, your family's straight, y'all got a little bit of money, you still struggling, but you're the one that got the millions of followers, and instead of you speaking up for us, instead you took that time to take a picture of your big ass pool, yeah. or your basketball court, or whatever it may be. Yeah, unfortunately, right? And um, no, I was just gonna say, like, when it comes to social media, when it comes to anything, you 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 have to be careful what you say. You have to be careful what you do. Not necessarily for yourself, but because the slightest thing, somebody can take it and run with it, twist your words, and make it make something into nothing. That's true. But you have to always believe in your heart too, and in, intention is extremely powerful. What your true intent is, and in something is. you have to you have to always trust in what your intention is. It is. It is. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are upset. A lot of people are feeling how they're feeling and that's cool, more power to you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take us seriously until we give them a reason to. You're burning down all, burning down all this stuff? That's a real eye-opener. I think that's a real no, eye-opener. And I'm like you. I mean, I don't, I don't stand one way or the other on the looting and the, the burning down of buildings. I don't stand one way or the other. But here's the thing. One thing for sure is the looting and the burning down of buildings and stuff like that gets everyone attention quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't see them get mad. Watch them get mad about 
true this is but i heard that they they're saying in atlanta that a a white woman burned down the windows they say they got the videos but i don't know about you but during the first week of protesting i saw quite a few videos with with caucasian people writing on the buildings and this and i mean it was like a ton of them surfacing i mean all over ig i mean it wasn't just like one or two it was a lot of those yeah and that's a problem in itself but that takes away from everything that we're trying to stand for. But does it really take away from everything we're trying to stand for when it's really not us? Like I was saying again, the power of intention. I mean, if video after video is showing that I saw two Asian girls spraying um, graffiti on a business, a white guy... They don't, they don't care about this. It's the fact that when it's happening, it's happening during... This is supposed to be a Black Lives Matter type thing, and that's when these things are happening. Nobody knows, nobody cares when... It's, you know, them burning down buildings for uh, the Panthers lost the Super Bowl or burning down buildings because, uh, I don't know, the Hurricanes won. Right, the college won, yeah. Just turning on the cars, burning down buildings, yeah, shutting down the whole road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a problem when it's them, but it's happening during something that's supposed to be for us. Mm. So, no, they don't care. And it does take away from us. Even... Even in every video that I've seen with those with those type of with those type of things going on, you hear them. Whoever's recording is like, "Yo, like chill out," because they gonna think that's us. Right, you and do hear them saying that. I saw one video with a cop that was spray spray painting a building. He was breaking a window while I was building it, and he spray painted on it. And um, he was approaching, and he was like, "Yo, what you doing? Like, you need to chill out, bro, because they gonna think that's us." And he put a gun on the board. Wow. So you're not you're not safe anywhere. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't see that video at all. That's scary right there. It is. He did what he did. LGBTQ community, what do we need to be doing right now? What do we need to be focusing on? We need to focus on all of the issues because we still face the same things. We face the same things that are going on in the world today, plus the other things that we face, we face within our community. What do we face within our so community? So what, what issues do we face within our community? You, you know how you have, every, everybody has to have a label for whatever reason, which is, that's an issue in its, in its own. People dying just for being, like, you know, people dying for being their true selves. So, I think, what was it, Attorney McDay got killed? I don't know the story behind that one, but I, 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 I didn't read all the way into it. I saw, like, a clip of uh, a piece of an article. I said she was, uh, he was a transgender man, and they were misgendering him um, in the media, in the on 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 social media, 
on the news and everything like that. They weren't respecting his wishes after the police killed him. And then I saw the other girl, she was like 19 or something like that. She was a sexual assault victim. She was at a rally. And that was this past weekend. She was at a rally and she never made it home. And then they found her dead the, the following Monday or something like that. And then one transgender girl, I, I, I think I was in Atlanta or it might have been up north. I, I don't even really remember. There's so many of them to keep up with. But just being able to, you can't, you can't speak your truth. Can't be comfortable in this, and you can't be who you are these days without it offending somebody, without it being a problem. But you can't—I feel like you can't let that stop you from living your life. Mm-hmm. If somebody's gonna hate you, they're gonna hate you regardless. You know, there's just not—I don't feel like there's very much unity in the community, and I feel like a lot of people are in competition with each other. That's definitely within itself. A lot of people are in a competition with each other, so you'd rather fight and argue and, you know, do this and do that, get back at each other, versus being like, let's sit our, sit, sit our differences aside and see what we can do to make people feel safe if they are trying to come out or if they are, you know, living in a city where there's not very much LGBTQ presence. You know, I, I personally, I see things, I don't think I see things very gray. I see things very black and white. I feel like it's as simple as find your business. Right. <laughs> really. Right. You can't you can't be offended by something that you see or or you can't know something's going on if you were running your business to begin with. Who cares if someone is transgender, who they sleep with, um, what they do with? I mean, I who really, why do you freaking care? I mean, I feel the same thing, I feel the same way about racism. I feel the same thing about um, xenophobia. Like the way uh, 45 uh, is always mocking China and saying that it's the Asian food and things like that. Like, if, if that is true, there's power in words. There's a way that you go about things and uh, there's ways that you say things because that man is offensive. He, he rubs so many people wrong. Right. So, whether it's intentional or not, he still rubs people the wrong way. And it's, it's not okay, but there's power in words. Instead of you being like, this is a flu um, that may or may not have originated overseas, you're calling it the Chinese flu or you're, chi- you're calling it this. You call it, you know, you have so many different names and so many so many things that are derogatory. Um, towards a specific group of people that it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Right. And the the fact that you instead of you checking yourself and being like, should I say this or is this okay for me to approach the situation this way? You kind of get like diarrhea of the mouth. But let me ask you this, looking at the total picture, like I said to you earlier, I think 2020 is a great year. And I have to be honest with you, like, I think the fact that we have the president that we have is what's caused all this stuff to come to light. Oh, yeah, it is. That's, 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 that's. Great. And like I said, I feel like because there's so many people upset, this younger, I shared a post on Facebook the other day, um, and it was like, you know, we might never forgive them kids that he is high pods, but we appreciate the fact that they're upset and that they, they, they see something wrong with the things that are going on. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, and you sit there and you just turn a blind eye every time something wrong, go, something goes wrong in the world, then what are you really doing? Like, who are you? I mean, you're benefiting yourself. Yeah, sure. But you can't go at anybody any type of way about unity or about, like, we're all the same. 
because in your eyes, you're not. It's easy. It's easy as it was for you to be like, oh, I see this happening. I I acknowledge it happening, but I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to try and be a part of the solution. I'm going to stay a part of the problem and not, well, I'm going to stay on the know, sidelines, the safe spot. I'm not an, I'm not involved. Right, and that's that's a problem in itself. And I feel like this is it's one of our biggest the civil biggest civil rights movement in our living history. In the history of the world, it's like the nationwide worldwide. In the history of the world, this is the biggest. And around the world. I think it's 13 countries as well that are involved as well in the protests. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like imagine what life would be if we supported each other. That a lot of these corporations are trying to save face by doing the, the um, pre-generated messages talking about, oh, we support Black Lives Matter and... We're gonna we're gonna offer these training classes, these sensitivity training classes. What where you need a sensitivity class for? Who do you need this class for? Because if that's the case, black people are conditioned to be sensitive to everybody else. In the world. Well, let me tell you what I think on that subject that you just brought up. I mean, I think Serena Williams's husband, Alexis Ohani, he set the trend for what is acceptable. He is a entrepreneur who had a board seat on a company that was not diverse. He turned around and resigned his position and he said, I want a person of color to be on the board because I want more diversity in my companies. I mean, you don't have to do trainings for what? What you need to do is just 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 go ahead and look at some areas. Look, you know what? We got a company, we got a hundred managers and we only have two uh, black managers. Come on. We got uh, 40% of our staff is black. Then you need to you need to quickly figure out how you can get your managers up to 50%. That's the kind of stuff you need to do. This training and all this other stuff is baloney. Yeah, and that goes back to the how can you say all lives matter when you feel like people, you can't have any diversity on your board. You want it to be all white males. And maybe one white lady. And one maybe. white lady, yep. Yeah. No, not even a black lady. Maybe just the one white lady. Yeah, and that's supposed to account lady. for your diversity because yeah. she's a woman. She's a woman, yeah, and one white lady. Or sometimes if you could find a white lady who is sort of um, maybe mixed with Indian or mixed with something, she has a little tint to her, then we'll, she'll count for everything. She'll be our diversity all the way around. So what, we talked about a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, what needs to change? What are the actionable steps? Like, how do we get there? What needs to change? What what things we need to see in 2021 that would depict that some some real changes have come about? What needs to change? You just gotta keep your foot on their neck at the end of the day. Keep your foot on their neck, keep making noise, keep making them uncomfortable. Because the longer that they're uncomfortable, the more they're gonna be like, all right, well, we want them to switch. They're gonna try and pacify you. And then that, that doesn't need to be enough. But Just don't fall asleep um, in that drive through Oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm uh, heading back home now. But I feel like we gotta keep, it, keep our foot on their neck. Keep making them uncomfortable, and you know the the more the more they're uncomfortable, the more likely they'll sway in our favor. Not because they want to, but because they want things to be normal for them. And I think we also need solidarity. Everybody needs to, uh, you know, you always you always got those people that go against the grain at school or whatever. But you still need to have some type of unity within community, whether it's the black community, the LGBT community, because believe it or not, that our 
dollars hold so much weight. If we're not spending money, people will not be able to make. It does. It does. I agree with that. It does. So it's it's like I think those are the only two things. And uh, oh, and get out and vote. Get these get these people out of office. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see change? That's really where it's going to start. Mind you, again, we're we're such a small percentage of the population. But when you put all of the different minorities together, we still might make up more than white people. I mean, not just for that reason. But the thing about it is, that's why we all have a vested interest in building a better country. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, but until, until we can walk around and feel safe and be comfortable, we can't. <laughs> And that's, that's really it. That, 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 just needs, that needs to be the premise of mm-hmm. it. Until everybody can, until I can walk out my house and feel like I'm not about to get my head blown off my shoulders mm-hmm. because, you know, Joan next door thinks I'm a threat to her and her puppy when I'm just going to check my mail. You know what I'm saying? Like, until, until those things change, keep your foot on their neck, make them feel the pressure. You know how much pressure we feel every day? We feel you know a much tremendous pressure people amount. have throughout their lives, throughout their lifetimes. We feel a tremendous amount. No doubt we feel a tremendous amount. Driving to work is stressful. Like you said, you know, um, you get to work is stressful. You get home, it, it's just, it's a tremendous, the mere fact that, that black people have been able to survive under all this pressure just speaks to our strength. I mean, we just, we just amazing. You know, we are just amazing people. Yeah, that's definitely but that's probably why we get bullied so much as well. You're supposed to lie down and take it and because they apologize and they say sorry, you're supposed to forgive them. We're also very forgiving. Sometimes we're too forgiving. And that could play a part of why a lot of things are the way they are today too. Instead of, instead of being like, oh, well, they're apologizing, being like, oh, we're sorry, you didn't mean it. Slavery wasn't us, it was us, it was us, it was people before. Well, what did you do to change it? What did you do in your community to make other people feel welcome? What did you, like, how, how, how are you different from them? Because if that's, if that's the case, then it's in your blood. Right. An apology now needs to be action. An apology, like, okay. apology in 2020, an apology for something can't just be words. An apology has to be change behavior in 2020. just time though i mean for so long black businesses probably are the last one chosen it's just time i, I think that's a great start within our community mm-hmm. i said i mean I've, I've done it so much like my friend she has a t-shirt, t-shirt press business bought, i bought like four shirts from her uh, another girl i know she makes like hair oils and essential oils got some oils from her like i said do supposed to do the window do my windows in my car um that's another business people cooking mm-hmm. i'll buy a plate you know like it's and even if you don't want to spend money, you can still support by sharing, um, retweeting. Listen, like I said, words are powerful. Right. You don't even got to say anything. You just be like, support so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Share the picture. And that's it. You may not necessarily have that 12 10 $12 or whatever to, you know, extend to a plate of food or whatever. But they're going to appreciate the fact that you're helping them advertise. And word of mouth is the biggest, uh, is the best, best form of advertisement there is. Yes, it is. It's free promotion. Yes, it is. 
So the more the more that and that the more that we support each other, the more that these businesses can grow, the more that we can establish our own communities where we're not relying on and the same thing with black banks. there's plenty of black banks. People just don't support them because they're not well known. Right. They can't be well known if they don't have the support, right? Again, the same way we are forgiving is the same way we are giving. That is so true. That is, those are two cornerstones of just who we are. We are forgiving and we are giving. Yep, true. You're advocating that one of our biggest steps that we need to be taking right now is support Black-owned businesses, support your own, be there for your own. How does that translate also with queer? Do we as queer women, do we also look for opportunities to celebrate? Because once again, the same issue with, the same issue with, I'm a black woman, here we go again. I'm a, I'm a black queer woman. I got a business. It's not only a black business. It's not only a woman business. It's a queer business. Do we as queer people also look out for our own to support in that way too? Do we go the extra step and look for a black queer business or it just doesn't matter as long as it's a black business? I feel like you should do what your heart tells you to do. Not everybody, and that's another problem within the community itself. There's a lot of discrimination within the community. So you could be a black lesbian, but you see somebody who's transsexual, and you're like, oh, I don't keep them from around me. And it's like, why? Why? What do they do to you? What, what, what do they, how do they physically harm you or, you know, do anything to you besides be different? The same thing that we're fighting in society today is the same thing that you're doing to them. And I think that, like, when it comes down to that, a black-owned business is a black-owned business, no matter who, who owns it, as long as they're black. So I, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, like, you know, a lot of promoters, they have their businesses, they, they're starting their branding, um, taking their names to the next level. They're even getting T-shirts and, you know, like koozies for the cups and things like that. All of, all of that falls under the same thing. You support you support your people. If you feel like you want to support uh, somebody selling crab plates, then cool, buy a plate. You want to support, uh, I know there's a couple, like, gay guys here in Myrtle Beach. They have a clothing. One of the, one of the hair, he's a hairstylist, and his boyfriend is, he owns a, um, clothing line. They started their own clothing line. Wow. And that's something else I saw scrolling on um like on Facebook and Twitter was um black uh black luxury 
should start supporting. Black designers. I'm, I'm down for that. There are a lot of black designers out there. Mm-hmm. Black people are very creative. I mean, creative in a way. Uh, creative people in the world. And that's why a lot of things that we create get taken from us or been taken from us. And that's what I was going to say. Um, we are very creative people. There's no accident while we're super creative. That's the reason why we, we sing the way we sing. We dance the way we dance. I mean, black people don't have to go to a dance class, a, a ballet, nothing to come up with a dance that it's like, wow, wait, who came up with that? A, a five-year-old kid, a 10-year-old kid, a 12-year-old kid came up with that? We are very creative. A lot more black people supporting, and myself, because I do plan on doing it, supporting black designers. I feel like a lot of the reason why people don't want to want to is because of the professionalism. So I feel like if you are going to have a business and it make this real clear, if you intend to have a business. Please be professional. Please, like, you know, let's let's do away with all the, oh, hey, sis, and uh, okay, booze, and things like that. Like, if you have to set an appointment, please uphold those appointments. If you have to cancel an appointment, give them people their money back if they paid for it. And again, because I've seen a lot of that professionalism is all always come through your manners. Like it's, it's that you have to say those things. Speak on this then. We have an issue within the community. We're talking about the, the black community. And it even extends into the LGBT black community as well. You spoke about saying boo and, you know, other things that, that you spoke on. I mean, yeah. black people, to me, my experience have been that black people have a language, okay? And a lot of times, though, I think if we're going to change where, what is our definition of professional? And I understand what you're saying about let's be professional in far as honoring time and far as um, understanding how while we're changing to be professional we need to make another change as well because our community is unbalanced. If you are professional, if you speak proper English, if you talk a certain way, you're considered to be outside of the community. I think sometimes a lot of people that are hairstylists or other black professionals, I think they feel like in order to communicate with their clients, they have to speak Speak a certain way. Speak the black way, the black language way, the black. There's a lot of people that are quick to call you bougie, acting white, think you better than people. You don't need to talk like that. Why are you talking like that? Why are you acting like that? Mm-hmm. So you know, how? My money, then I have expectations. Yeah, but we're not. What I'm speaking to, I'm not even speaking on an individual level now. I'm speaking to if we're making changes in our community, then we have to. We also have to make this change as well. Um, hey boo, or whatever, whatever the latest slang is. Point is, while you're right, we need to become more professional. We need that needs to go two ways. Very prevalent in our community. Yeah, both both. Black community and LGBT community. You have to be comfortable and feel secure enough within yourself to say no. And like I said, any attention uh, that is unwanted, any type of attention that you didn't ask for, or, you know, anything of that kind of nature, all of that is technically considered harassment. Anybody touching you without your consent or without your permission could be classified as assault. These are things that people, I mean, you can't, it's a very sensitive subject because you can't just be like, well, if somebody made you feel like that, why you didn't say something? People are scared. People feel like they may lose their lives. People, people feel like you can't say no, but even in a professional manner, especially if you feel like you can't do something, it's okay to 
being like, I can't do it or I can't be there at this time. I have something else uh, lined up. I have other obligations that day. There's a number of ways to say no, I guess, without really saying, without, without it sounding as harsh as it being a no. Someone wrote this on Instagram and it's true. We got to all find our ways that we can be a part of the movement. Every individual that believes in this cause right now should be looking for a way to contribute. I feel like with everything that's going on, we have to take care of each other, but you got to take care of yourself first. So that means you got to disconnect for a day or two or a couple. Listen, I've been disconnected for about a week now. Like, I still know, you know, the, I don't know the specifics of things, but I know there's still some things going on. Because um, mentally, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's a, I'm not going to say it's a burden, but it's a lot to be put on one person. And it's a lot to be seen consistently um, all day, every day, the same thing. And knowing that you can't really do too much. Like, you know, if you're not in that position that you can't really help in the ways that you would want to help. Um, but I feel like, you know, you have to take care of your mental health. Because, like you said, it's, it's sad. It's sad to be, sad to see people being beat. It's sad to know that we even have to do it, to, to, to be involved. To, to, it's sad to know that these things are going on, though. Right. Like, I think that, I think, like, if you take care of your mental health, the best way that you can. If you got to go outside and sit outside and sun for a minute, and there's a collective consciousness you have to realize that we're all connected that's why i will continue to say there's no there's no black against white we have to all become one is there anything else you want to add to this conversation which is Black Lives Matter, um, what's going on in the world today, the state of the LGBT community, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? I mean, that's it really, I mean, you can't really, you gotta stick together you gotta make them feel it. If you hit them where it hurts, hit them in the pocket, I guarantee you, they'll, they'll change your mind real fast when they see how fast them numbers going down. Hit them in the pocket. I tell you what, my hope is that we have a world soon where everyone is equal, no matter that we really truly have a place where everyone, everyone is really, really equal. And and we look at each other and we can see the God in each other. We can realize that we didn't create ourselves. We are all creations of God. And to honor God is to honor God's creation. I, I, I hope the same thing. 